guys, uh, welcome to episode 30 of CMD Towers, Brews, and Builds. I'm Mr. Comedy number five, and my fellow host is more of a Vorthos than he likes to admit, uh, Big Tug. Okay. Suck it, Vorthos nerds. Uh, and also, hello, cats and kittens. Mr. Combo, how are we today? Oh, uh, you know, I'm doing all right. I'm excited to go do uh, the proverbial a bit of jamming. Sorry, hashtag jam. Correct. Yeah, it's going to be exciting yeah. to go do our take, our, our monthly takeover at our sponsor. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to play a little Pelucranos. Ooh. Uh, did that little tweak to my Golgari deck I talked about. Are you in the not news doing segment. the thing where you're, are you not doing what I'm doing with my level of meticulous where I'm only playing one deck and then it goes back into the rotation? Not when it's a brand new. Oh, like, fair enough. Yeah, you want to get a, you want to get a couple, yeah, a couple I, I, reps in. I need in. to get yeah, like yeah. five to seven games in so I it. know that it's good and then, then it can then go you can the go, rotation. Yeah, right. yeah so Makes I'll probably do a little Seven Dwarves Bruticlad again Love tonight. It. Uh, I'll be doing. I'll be debuting my new infinite combo deck. Yeah, it's real bad. <laughs> As you said bad. in the last you know, you episode, you didn't have to do it. That's what you always tell me. <laughs> oh, you don't have to put I, in the I, combo. I, I, I'm like probably getting. I'm gonna see how. I think it's fun regardless. So it's the new Siona, who's the new enchantress, green yep. white one. Finally, a green white deck that seems like it's actually fun. <laughs> Besides the other two that I already have, uh, also we'll only be playing green white tonight. <laughs> Really? Because I want to get all of them out of the way, so I don't have to worry about them for a couple months. <laughs> yeah, no, it's gonna be fun. All right, are you doing good? You oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah. No, I'm great. Um, cool. Rode my bike. Apparently, today. apparently, you're gonna get some steaks. I'm going over to going over to Mama and Papa Tucker's to get some steaks tonight before the thing. So rush over there, slam those, and then head to the place, and uh, hopefully not have the meat sweats. Uh, so well, you know, that's just gonna be a part of the yeah. game. What are yeah. we gonna do? But yeah, so there we are. Cool. Well, thanks for tuning into our podcast, guys. And this was only able to happen by our awesome producer, Squee McGee, and his production company, Rich Chaos Records, big, here in KC. Big Squee. Big Squee. Big in squee. the house. All of 159 pounds. <laughs> 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 I lost weight. I thought you were like at 165 there for a minute. That floats up or down. But, you know, this this new brewery job, lifting and sure. pulling and pushing pallets sure. and sort of stuff. Yeah, I'm getting back yeah, into shape. like it. Cool. Well, if you want to know more ways to support the CMD Tower team and all the content we put out, head over to our sponsor, level1gameshop.com. They sell magic accessories like that sweet exclusive CMD Tower uh, playmat and those matte hunter pack sleeves. Uh, they also have a great TCG player store with over 99% accuracy rating yep. and very competitive prices. Just checked it today and some of the cards were like $3 lower than what? some of the things. Yeah, What we're talking about. Yeah, that's Ooh. serious. So. Uh, another way to support the show is head over to our Patreon. Patreon.com slash CMD Tower. We have four different pledge levels and rewards vary from just getting access to that cool Discord and hanging out with Nick the Hotness and Chuck <laughs> yeah. the Slice. Seems like everyone's getting nicknames yeah, now. Right. Dude, I'm I think, telling you. I think my joke is I'm gonna do big quote quote unquote big tuck tuck. <laughs> <laughs> the big tuck tuck. Uh, also shout out to our boys too much do. Yeah, that's and a good one. I like one that more. name. I always forget the thing. Abner Cell? You. Yeah, the cell. Uh sometimes goes by Derek W. So yeah. Shout out to the Patreon and the Discord. Yeah, and uh, we have a new Patreon, or patron to announce, I should say. Really? Uh, welcome, Zach Kaplan. Hey! hey. Appreciate it, yeah, man. Yeah, thanks, Zach. Start yeah. thinking of that Discord name, Zach. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I think he does have a name in there. Is I this ever on? He, I think he hopped on the uh, the bandwagon. I don't want to look it up right yeah, now. Yeah, right. We'll look it up some other yeah, time. Yeah, some other time. Um, but, you know, uh, of course, the free way that you can help us out is just share the content you're already listening to. Every bit of interaction from that collective does help. Mm -hmm. And every episode, we do want to give a shout out to the music provided in the beginning and the end from Pink Royal. And, of course, stay tuned until the end to get details on how you can win. And Big Tuck doesn't even know this. 
an Orzov EDH starter bundle Ooh. provided by Level 1 Game Shop. What? At Dope. the end of each episode, debuting in March, we're going to announce a couple of the cards that will be in that starter kit oh, with yeah. the Commander General announced on the last episode of the month. That's awesome. Is it I like know. something that they're building? Uh, I, I basically found a Commander, went through their, uh, their storage. I think I found about... 12-ish, 14-ish cards. Wow. Uh, that would kind of get the thing going. Some key good lands. Uh, some really sweet cards. And it's a new commander uh, that has uh, not even been built in our playgroups. No so. kidding. That's awesome. It's going to be dope. So, Brews and Builds is our deck tech series. It's all about the decks that Big Tuck and I have in that Path to 32. Each podcast, we're going to talk about one of those Path to 32 decks, but hey, in a cool manner, a beer and some brews. So, we broke it down <laughs> into four categories. The first one's Rampant Setting Your Board State. That's the Grain Build. Yes, and grains are the foundation of every beer. They include both base malts and specialty malts, usually in about a 60 to 40 ratio. This helps with the color, the taste, and most importantly, the alcohol content of a beer. Decks always need ways to grow, stabilize, and ramp into your bigger threats. And just like a grain, uh, they are usually a mix of staples and specialty cards. The next one's going to be, how does your board interact with all of your opponents? That's the hop profile. Yes, and hops give the beer its patented bitterness and herbal and floral flavors. They grow on a variety of strands and help distinguish subcategories like IPAs or like this dry hopped pale ale, which is quite good. Our hype choices help clear and interact with the board so your deck can do what it wants. Then the next thing is, how does the deck actually win so you can go have steaks with the Tuckers? Yeah! Uh, we're calling that yeast. <laughs> yes, and yeast are actual living microorganisms that go through and eat the sugar from the grain and poop out alcohol and CO2. It adds alcohol content in the carbonation. Without the yeast, you'd be drinking flat sugar water, which actually is a drink in Israel that's very popular hmm. and quite good. Um, and without yeast cards, your deck wouldn't meet the goal of actually winning the game. Then to kind of wrap up that deck build, we have shenanigans. These can be pet cards and synergies that are, you know, just kind of in the deck for sentimental reasons. It could just be kind of funny sure. or a fringe thing that shouldn't <laughs> even be in here. I'm not sure. We're calling that the spice pack. Yes, and not every beer has them, but spices and other additives help separate a normal stock beer from a specialty one. It could be the pepper that turns a stout into a jalapeno stout or the addition of hops that turn IPA into a double IPA. Not every deck has something that makes it pop or stand out, but if it does, this is where we generally talk about it. Not a very spicy one today, folks. No, it's not. <laughs> Limited options. Uh, and then to wrap up the podcast, we have a bottle capping. These are going to be big textonized recommendations to the deck that are under $5, under 50 bucks, and a personal recommendation with no budget. The only restriction is we can't recommend any mana-only lands. So without further ado, yeah. let's get brewing. Let's do it. Today we're talking Big Tuck's Orzov Love deck. deck. Uh, of Karlov, End of an Era. So second Orzov deck, I'll have you know. Uh, oh, thank you. <laughs> for, those playing, for those playing the home game. Um, yeah, of Karlov, this deck is sweet. Um, one of the decks I built later, late last year. So for those who don't know, Tasa Karlov is recently printed in one of the Ravnica's. Yep, Ravnica um, Allegiance. Thank you. Uh, and again, I didn't bring my glasses, so here we go. Uh, <laughs> two colorless, a white and a black for a 2-4 legendary creature, human advisor. One thing that people were complaining about is that a lot of times when they have a character that's been popular throughout magic history and they turn them into a planeswalker, that's when they take their name like Vivian Reed or mm -hmm. Jace Bellerin for the first printing of it. So people were like, oh, that's kind of a waste because now you can't do that with her. Who cares? Uh, also, care. again, suck it for those notes. What am I talking about? Um, so the she has two abilities on her, both of which are really good. Uh, the, the one that is actually used less and that I always kind of forget about is creature tokens you control have vigilance and lifelink. Really Which good. is quite good. But more importantly, she's the... Death Harmonica. Thank, yes, thank you. Death Harmonica. Um, so if a creature dying causes a triggered ability of a permanent you control to trigger, 
then that ability triggers an additional time. Wow. Yeah. And also blasted. So super good. <laughs> yeah. So super um, busted. Because you know when creatures dying, yeah, yeah. nothing bad ever. Nothing happens. ever happens. Yeah. It's not like I have four blood artist effects in here that burns out <laughs> the entire table. Maybe five. Um, so I, because I'm an idiot and don't know how to read when I first played this, I thought it was like, I was like, I'm going to sack the Sashnel's altar and get four. It's like, nope. <laughs> it does not work like that. <laughs> somebody, somebody at Wizards was paying attention and I didn't let that slide. No, but I, uh, so I originally saw so this. So is this the Taysa Karloff deck that I heard Marketing Ross talk about? Yes, it is. When you debuted it and yeah. it was just filthy. Yeah, it's, it's really good. Um, this actually was, this got in, I got inspiration for this because Orzov's another one of those color pairings where. Yeah. It's kind of all the same, and it's kind of a shame too because like this, um, there's and there's three. Well, there's this another legendary creature, and then two other legendary creatures that really could be swapped in and out. Sure, which kind of sucks. Um, but and I'll I think, be cutting one of them. Oh, really? Yeah. Wait, not one of the partners though, right? The other one. I don't know. Okay, we'll, we'll figure see. it out. Yeah, <laughs> I, guess, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> um, so, but what's interesting is this is I've seen. I've seen this style of deck with all three of those different options in like the oh, last wow. two months, which is kind of weird. Um, so th there's not a whole lot to say about this. I saw this played on the actual adult Commander series, uh, Commander Versus from Star City Games, and my boy Justin Parnell played this and it just went off. Uh, yeah. He loves these triggers. But I don't really have a cute name for it, unfortunately. But what's interesting with this deck, and I've started. Oh, to I thought this, End of an Era was the name. It is, oh. but like, but it, that's not really signifying the deck. So if I may get a little waxing poetic and perhaps a touch sentimental, <laughs> this deck kind of changed. I've noticed that since I built this deck, I've kind of changed the way I build decks, and it's becoming a lot less of just like jamming a bunch of stuff together and hoping it works, and a little more. And <laughs> you a, mean you're actually putting and a little, yeah, and a little it? more thought and saying out. jam. And saying, uh, James, excuse me, um, <laughs> Jamie and a bunch of stuff together and seeing it works. Um, so yeah, uh, it's, it's kind of interesting too, because this deck does, it's pretty explosive. Um, it's got a lot of board presence and it's only like 200 bucks, which I was kind of surprised by. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I pointed that out to big tuck, uh, pre precast that, uh, Hey, I think this is probably the most budget deck we've seen. Right. And I, he was like, really? And I was like, yeah, it's like under $200. And he, you, you seem to be shocked. I, no, I was. And one thing too, like um, just kind of going through the, the works here, um, the mana, the, the land distribution is pretty close, right? It's about perfect. But, um, and I'll get into this later. One thing that kind of sucks is that there's not a lot of good land support for these colors, which we'll Correct. talk about in a minute. Um, but yeah, like I think the fact I don't have any real fancy lands here, I don't have like a Necropotence or Phyrexian yep. Arena. I pretty much like this, I've been doing this thing more where like I put together the cards I have and be like, okay, if I put 50, I think for this, I had the pile of cards. And I think I put 50 bucks, okay, maybe 60 out of what I just had lying around mm -hmm. to build it. So I'm kind of going that way as opposed to being like, I need another Friction Arena and another Necropotence. I did get another Soul Ring, but that's a, that's a given. Um, yeah, when I, because I, I just ordered my Orzov deck. Yeah. I was surprised. Soul is $4? Mm -hmm. Good God. Yeah, and I now have 45 of them. <laughs> <laughs> so whenever, whenever I go to my uh, one box commander idea that we've been talking about for a year. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can finally trade like all of those for like a dual land or two. Um, but no, like I think this deck's pretty explosive. Um, CMC is right around like 3-3, three, three, which yep. is probably about right for Orzov. Um, which for us is low, but apparently to everyone else <laughs> yeah, in the yeah, world is like high. Low. I know Anime Joe was just like, do you have a deck that has less than three CMC? I was like, uh. <laughs> but then he's like, I also want to play red, and then Perforos is like 2.8, so I'm like, here you are. This deck has been really fun. I've kind of enjoyed it. It's What's interesting is it kind of just sits there sometimes, right? Like the game that we played where I actually ended up winning. Yeah. I didn't really do anything for the first fourth of the game. And then I like just had one monster turn and that was it. Yeah. Um, so I think it kind of looks innocuous. Um, 
a lot of ways to bounce, a lot of ways to gain life, a lot of ways to, to go through it. So that's not, unfortunately, it's not like, it's a really cool deck. It's just like not, it's, it's exciting and it's fun to play, but it's kind of like, I mean, it was cool to like see a bunch of cards yeah. that I hadn't seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, that that definitely gave me thoughts for for some of my decks. Sure, yeah. It was cool to see some all stars that I run in some of my decks in this yeah, as well. Yeah. I'm excited, and uh, in the bottle capping, I actually have I a know. card very, to give I'm you so excited. that I think is going to be a slam dunk. Uh, uh, ad so and for those playing the home game uh, it's not the foil bitter blossom that he's been trying to offload on me Correct. for six months because he <laughs> traded it so that is right well let's uh, yeah. get into this let's start with that rampant grain bill big tuck do the yeah honors. thank you so I want to talk about this little guy this little kitty cat uh, it's a cat scout we're talking Orescos Explorer yep so colorless and a white creature cat stout it's a tutu stout almost like my little baby boy oh. baby's a, a I don't know. Not, and, not and the right little description. is probably yeah, not the right I know. description either. <laughs> I, 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 I say that to my dad, and he's like, there's nothing little about that cat. <laughs> uh, anyway, so um, he comes into play. Uh, he's an uncommon. When he enters the battlefield, search a library for up to X playing cards, where X is the number of players who control more lands than you. Reveal those cards and put them under your hand, then shuffle your library. So This would good. just be so much better if you had a bunch of like the dual lands. But, but that's, so that's what I was going to get at. That's what sucks is in Orzov, there's none. There's like the Aber and the Shock, but there's no battle land. There's no um, cycling land. Really? No, because those are they've only done the color, the allied the allied colors of those. They haven't done the enemy, enemy. colors on those, right? Oh. So like really, the only thing you can do is like the concealed courtyard, which are like the quick lands, right? Sure. So I have that, but it doesn't have a it doesn't have a non basic or it doesn't, doesn't have, have a, a basic tag. type, right? Yeah. yeah, it's just a non basic land. So like that's what kind of sucks, right? And I was gonna talk about that. I briefly alluded to this during the um, tar- part where we're talking about the budget. Like there's just no, you don't have any options. Like outside of shelling out for whatever the duel is, that's a gazillion dollars and a twenty dollar uh, Forsaken Shrine, I think is the shop. No, Godless Shrine. Godless Shrine. Thank you. So like this card is still really good. Yeah. Um, I wish, I almost wish it almost said basic land as opposed to planes. Yeah. But again, like you get what you can, right? Sure. And at some point, I will get a, I will get a shock land, and hopefully they'll reprint the other ones. So I have something to work with. Um, yeah, I think that Shockland came in one of the Brawl decks. Did it? I think so. Well, maybe I'll check it. Probably level, the Knights one. Maybe I'll check it level one tonight and see what they got at price. Oh, that. there you go. Um, but but yeah, yeah, I, I think Oriskus Explorer sure. is a good card. It, it's something that you have to put in almost all white decks. Correct. If you don't have green, yep. because white just struggles so much, so much at ramping. Yeah. Black is actually not a color that struggles with mana. It just it's, only produces black. Correct. And, and it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't struggle with mana. It does. It just struggles with lands. Yeah. Right. If that makes any sense, yeah. You get well, because you can use your life to basically pay into Correct. stuff. Yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, you can make your swamps tap for extra. I, I that, totally agree. That. So yeah, and like I do like this over, let's say, a tithe because it's another body that you can sacrifice sure. and chump block with. So it's not that exciting of a card, but I think it's pretty cool. What about you? Uh, so my first one is an enchantment Ooh. that I think I may put this in Shirai. I just don't know okay. what I'm going to cut. Dark prophecy. Ah, interesting. So I've I've had a real. This has been one of those cards that's been like in and out of half the decks I own. <laughs> it's, it's, it's black, black, black. Yep. It's an enchantment. It's two bucks, so it's not necessarily on the cheap Which is kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah but but it does say whenever a creature you control dies, you draw a card and lose a life. Mm-hmm. So it's Phyrexian Arena yeah. when your creatures, when your creatures die. die yeah. But with your commander, now you're doing it twice. twice. Correct, yeah. Um, I, I could almost see this maybe killing you. So that's one of the, so we'll get into it. This is actually one of the cards I'm cutting for that exact really? reason. Really? Yeah, I, I, I think we found a better one which you will also like in your new deck or in your Shirai deck too huh, all right um just because i think the triple black doesn't really matter um i've just had this before where this has been a dead card right and like i got it i was so excited and then 
I've neither not drawn it or it, it's kind of like one of those things where I think. But this, how is it ever a dead card? You're always wanting creatures. I'm just, to die. I'm just telling you, I've never had, I've never had it work off. Like I've oh. never seen this card actually work. Dead serious. And again, to your point, yeah, you can very easily kill yourself. <laughs> so I would. So what's funny is there's a lot of there's a fair amount of cards which actually I'm going to talk to about next that say like when you gain life. And when I first built this deck, I was like, I don't have any life gain here. <laughs> and then I was like, wait a minute. I have all the blood artist triggers. Yeah. And also my commander gives things lifelink. Yep. So what am I thinking? No, I think this is great. I think this would be actually really good in Shiraid. So yeah. um, almost a better, I, in that deck and in this deck, it's actually probably better than a Phyrexian Arena because you can have more dictation of when your creatures die if sure. your board state's set up correctly. Um, I just don't like the fact that it's not a May. Yeah, which uh, can kind of come bite you in the ass. <laughs> nope, that's for sure. Well, what's your second grain? So um, I also have an enchantment. So this was a newer-ish one that I put in. So Dawn of Hope. Okay. Colorless and a white for an enchantment. When you gain life, you may pay two if you do draw a card. Um, three colorless and a white. Create a 1-1 one, one white soldier creature token with lifelink, right? I almost cut this Did card. you? Okay. I, yeah. So I've always... And it's the same thing where it's like, how do, do I even have any way to gain life in this deck? And I was like, yeah. It's, it's more <laughs> just can you gain it consistently enough to actually right, get yeah. the value? Well, and again... Because like, just paying two and then having a four mana mana sink just to make a 1-1... One, one, I think it's probably on the fence. I think it's I I just like it because it's is incidental card draw, right? It sure. gives you something to do with mana if you're kind of if you're tapped out. A lot of times because creatures are dying so often, yeah. I've seen I've kind of struggled with keeping like a decent hand. Oh, okay. Um size because again, I don't have like the premier necropotence and that sort of stuff. Yep. So that helps. Um and again, like if you do have that mana sync to chump out another token, that helps. I don't have the data to support this card in staying in or being cut because sure. i've only seen it happen once okay but the one time i played it i did draw like three cards off it so i think it does a thing i like the fact that it's really cheap like yeah. it's a colorless and a white um only two bucks so again white card draw this probably can go in some mono white decks if you have any sort of life gain in those yep um just kind of i think a kind of interesting design space uh and trying trying this is at least like Wizards being like, hey, White, we know you suck, so here's we're trying. And a uh, shout out for the collective out there. Sure. If this is a card you're interested in, wait six months. Yeah, and then uh, it'll, it'll rotate out of standard, and it'll yep. drop from $2 to so, probably a yeah, 50 cent. This will be a bulk rare. rare for sure. But yeah, that's it with Donna Hope. Um, I do like the fact it creates tokens. Like I said, that's kind of like the sub-theme to it. Um, just kind of an interesting design space card there. So what do you got for your second one? My second one is also an enchantment, and Whoa. it's the one where we uh, have more? You, you, you do gain some life. Oh. We're talking proper burial. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is three colorless white enchantment. Whenever a creature you control is put into a graveyard from play, you gain life equal to that creature's toughness. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to you. This is also on my chopping really? block. Really? Yeah. Like because there's nothing. For I me. feel like I thought this deck was all about stuff dying. I, <laughs> I, I know, right? But like I again, I had this out, and it just didn't. Like I was like, okay, great, I gain three life. Okay, great, I gain six, and then yeah. like I had fifty, and then someone just headshot me with commander damage. So like the thing, I wish I had. If I think this card would be better in this deck if I had like a necropotence or some sort of life sink, right? Which but I really you, don't. But you have a spice card that helps you win the game. Very true. Very I mean, true. Honestly, here's my opinion. If you're gonna cut this, you gotta cut that. that you gotta cut them both. Yeah, <sighs> that's hard. That's gonna be that's gonna be a hard decision. Because, so. because now you're just getting rid of so many of your life gain like, stuff. This yeah. is about as consistent as a blood artist because they do sure, the same yeah, thing. That's true. It's just the blood artist also drains your opponent. Maybe I'll say it. I don't know. Like I I actually got this in a box from somebody and yeah. I've had it in decks and like I don't know. There's just something about it that it's either never worked for me or I've never I haven't seen it enough. So. Sure. I've actually also only played this deck like three times, I think. So. But no, I think like 
I think it's right on the cusp, right? It's yeah. right on the cusp of being like, this is could be really good in a pinch, or it's kind of like a wasted slot because I have nothing to do with that life. Sure. but I, Yeah, because I mean, I think if you cut that and you cut the other one, it's like, well, is this deck really built around death triggers? Right. Because if it if it's not, then sure, go ahead and cut that. But I feel like what this deck wants to do is, is, is death, death triggers. triggers. Yeah, right, exactly. So, so maybe I'll, I, I don't know, maybe I'll keep it in. It's hard. It's hard, right. man. It's hard one. Well, maybe one of my recommendations will help make that easier. Ooh, like it. What's your last one? Okay, so I have, this is a card that I, uh, people told me was really good and I called them liars. And it turns out I'm in fact the liar. Smothering Abomination. <laughs> Yep. This card is insane. So, really? Yes. Two colorless black black for 4-3 uh, Eldrazi, oddly enough. It's a rare. Devoid flying, which is also interesting because it clearly doesn't have any sort of wings, um, as most Eldrazi don't. So at the beginning of your upkeep, sacrifice a creature. Yeah. Big talk in here. And we... I meant to talk about this at the top of the bill. In grain, if you look at this, you'll see like there's a lot of things in grain that are sacri sacrifice effects Correct. and token generators, which is kind of weird. That's kind of how this deck needs to work. Like you yep. need these consistent sacrifice outlets. Um, and then the second ability is whenever whenever you sacrifice a creature, draw a card. So now at the beginning of your upkeep, sack a creature, draw two yep. immediately, right? And then later, when you sacrifice a bunch of stuff to Blood Art, or when you sacrifice a bunch of stuff to Vasir Seer or a million other the other sacrifice lits, sacrifice outlets you have. I like sacrifice lits. Sacrifice lits. Oh, I kind of like that too. Sacrifice lits. Yeah. So just just the fact that there is a lot of creatures dying, you're drawing piles of cards. Sure. It's got a body on it. Um, I the other deck that I've seen this in, and I've never, I've always debated putting it in, was Prosh. Which people, I've talked to people and they're like, this is the best card in the deck. Huh. Yeah, it's insane, right? I mean, I just, I mean, I could see how it'd be good in standard. I think I think it's but... still good in this deck. Just, again, like, free card draw when you're, sac I'm already doing a bunch of stuff to sacrifice creatures and get yeah. their trigger off that. I might as well draw some cards off it, too. I just you don't seem like, less, I, You seem less, you seem I just don't like the forced, at the beginning of your upkeep, sacrifice a creature. Right. Because, like you've been talking about with the other two green cards that I talked about, like, sometimes these are dead cards and they're sitting there right. and it's like, well... If they're dead cards and sitting there, that means you don't have creatures on the battlefield. Sure. So if that's kind of how this deck potentially is going to be to where you may just not have stuff there, mm -hmm. you may literally, this will this be a dead may, card yeah, in may, hand. Yeah, well, it's just, yeah, it's, or you just sacrifice itself to, and yeah, draw well, two. Yeah, we'll pay four mana to draw a card. Not Two good. if you have taste out, but again, magic curse is No. Because you sacrifice itself and draw two. But that's not a... Uh, the the set you're getting the uh, draw card it's just like sacrificing to astronaut's altar to get two mana so you don't actually draw two cards it's not the death that draws a card no but this is this is a this is not an activated ability this is a triggered ability because it's whenever whenever a creature dying causes a triggered ability and this right. says mm, i don't know i think so i, don't I know. think so all right we'll move we'll move on maybe it is maybe it isn't who knows maybe it's tuesday maybe it's raining hey <laughs> maybe we're about to sing a song of the damned. Hey! Oh, uh, oh. damn! Those transitions. Well played. So, so th this is my last grain. Oh, yeah. It's a single black. It's an instant. And I counted. You have over 30 creatures in the deck. So this yeah. card says, <laughs> add a black mana to your mana pool for each creature card in your graveyard. Woo! Uh, yeah. <laughs> a, a little Ric Flair there. Uh, so I look at this as most likely when you're casting it, you're getting at least 10 black mana. Yeah, right. I, <laughs> yep, yep, indeed. It's one for ten. Um, and like we said, there's a lot of sacrifice abilities. I don't have tons of recursion, so a lot of times they're just kind of sitting there in the yard. Um, we might talk about them later. Uh, I do have. I do have. Are you talking about Exanguinate later? Mm -mm. Okay, cool. So there's, there is no need, right? So I do have an Exanguinate in here, mostly just to keep my life total above everyone else's or trying to keep up with them. Um, and this helps a lot with that as like a big closer. Yeah, it's nuts. Um, and it's a 
cool 32 cents for all you guys watching the budget bank um youtube channel and i got confirmation smothering abomination does not trigger double because of tasa because the abomination cares about the act of sacrifice not what actually happened oh, to the creature seriously yep uh, i, I knew blasted. that was wrong yeah <laughs> blasted so once again that's why i wasn't that hot on the car well maybe that'll go instead of proper burial there we go all right but yeah no uh songs of the damned yeah like you said, sing into your sanguine or even if you drew that massive grip from all the other yeah, stuff, right. it's like, you know what? I could probably get, I'm going to have to discard down to hand size, which then I'm not getting any right. value. I'll, I'll go ahead and use it now to maybe dump out three cards. Sure. No, I agree with that. Um, I don't really have a mana sink in here, which I'm just kind of noticing besides like a couple that, like the one we talked about, but that has white in it. So yeah. um, it'd be nice to kind of play around with that. But yes, again, like this isn't a card that you're just going to use for incidental value, right? You're going to get something big and splashy and, and hopefully be able to close out the game close to the same turn that you cast it. 100%. Love it. Love it, Mr. Combo. Good call. All right. And I thought you'd guess that one, but I I was sitting here sweating trying to figure out, <laughs> trying to play with this game of what are you going to choose and what am I going to do? Well, let's see uh, yeah, let's that, see if that game continues <laughs> when uh, we go to the board state and the hot profile. So the first one I want to talk about is another card that is a mana sink, but it does need white. It's a card that is doing great work in standard. I think we're good. I think we're on the same page here. Three, ready? two, one. Ethereal absolution. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening. I like Mr. Cobb just ate the microphone. I was microphone. listening to you say it, and then because it's like a second delayed, I can hear you in real life, so it threw me off when I was trying to say it too. Uh, no, yeah. So I call this guy my little baby Elish Norn. Yeah, it's my little baby Elish Norn. A little bit. Ethereal absolution, guys, is four colorless Orzov white black it's an enchantment is this about a lot of enchantments i know right um is this is this doing crazy stuff do you see it in i mean on, uh, i wouldn't call it see, crazy do you see stuff? like in an arena a lot yeah, oh, okay, i do cool. see it in an arena yeah. um and it states uh, i'll read the first two and then you read the sure. paragraph yeah uh, creatures you control get plus one plus one well that's kind of nice considering <laughs> you want to swing with tokens with vigilance <laughs> right. and lifelink and then uh creatures your opponent's control get minus one minus one suck it reese that's Not audio that. audio <laughs> other tokens and then for two colorless a white and a black you can exile target card from an opponent's graveyard if it was a creature card you create a one one spirit creature token with flying my my only issue with the card is six mana six a lot. a lot it is it's a big it's it, a big investment if it could go, if it could be four and then three to activate i think that would be oh, a sweet spot yeah i don't think it'd be broken i think yeah. that's a sweet spot well, or it's just if, a little over cost or if it was like if it was five and your creatures don't get the pump oh. i think that i think that would be i would be happier with that sure but i will say this like this card does work. Like the one time, the one or two times I've been able to cast this, it's like everyone's just scrambling for an answer, right? And um, it's also a little flavor win because Tasa is on the card. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, um, well, and also, and also, I, like we've talked about this before about like people running removal options and kind of thinking outside of the box for how they're going to handle threats. Yeah. This there's not enough graveyard hate. I was just about to say <laughs> where, that. Where this, like, this is literally <laughs> your answer for graveyard. You could be selective once yep. they've targeted it. Uh, you know you. Oh, wow, you don't have a bajuka bog in here. What? Seriously? Yeah. God. Blast what again. A, yeah. What an, what an idiot. idiot. Granted, by the way, that's an expensive card, too. Is it? Yeah, it's like $2, $3. No, seriously? Yeah. Because uh, I, I had one in my cart for my Orzov deck, and I was like, I'm not paying I'm not that. paying $2 for a common <laughs> yeah, land. So I, I found I had one sitting in <laughs> my you? box. Thank God. <laughs> nice. But anyways, wow. you know, th th this is a, yeah. a great way to be able to get rid of these single things as your opponents are well, putting the stuff there, and you get something of value And I think it. like to that point, we've talked a lot about like... You know, if there's a card that said, and this is something that Zhao from uh, Chicago at Optiver 
who's also L-U? a friend with friend of the show Dice. Double L U. He he would always like put it like this, right? Like, would you play a card that just said destroy your old Miss Stalker? The spell can't be countered. Probably. Yeah, and like, and that's like sometimes you would, right? Yeah. But I think this card, it's like we're always talking to like. What's your response to when I'm building these decks? Like, okay, how do I beat tokens? Sure. How do I beat graveyard reanimation? How do I beat counter spells? That sort of stuff, mm-hmm. right? And I think this card kind of does two for one almost. Yep. Like, this it's just w- six. It's, yeah, it's a lot, right? And like, again, we're playing in spells, we're playing in ways that really don't have any sort of ramp options yep. and that sort of thing. But no, I mean, this card. You could put a smothering tithe in here. I know. And that was, <laughs> I know. And I saw that on it. It was like consistently one of the ones that was like, this should be in your deck. It's like, and yeah, I know, I'm pl- I know. I know I'm playing white. Okay. I get it. <laughs> well, what is your second hop? Um, so this is a recent print, which I think is starting to become a pseudo favorite card of mine. And the best part is it has a picture of me on the artwork. We're talking generous gift. Oh, because I'm, I'm a real fat guy. <laughs> No, but so this is a white beast <laughs> within. Thank you. Yes. Two colors and a white for destroyed target permanent. Its controller creates a 3 3 green big tuck creature yep. token. There it is. <laughs> that actually, so is that, that actually what, is, is funnier. That what we're do for our next things. We're just going to make tokens. tokens. It's just me just like, hey. Yeah, no, God. it needs it needs to be the uh, big tuck with that big tuck lean. Oh, oh no, uh, it's the big tuck lean. His hands out with the point in the gun, going, "Hey, cats and kittens." That's the flavor text. By the way, it has to be right. This is absolutely. Are there any staple. tokens with flavor text? By the way, wizards. No, I don't think they do. Get that. on it. But this uh, this uh, this they barely do flavor text on cards nowadays. Well, because all of them have so much text, you can't read it. Um, this flavor text actually is pretty sweet. So it says, "The best presents are impossible to regift." <laughs> um, but yeah, it's really good. So um, I agree, staple right? Yep. Any just anything right? Yep. You want- any white? De- it's kind of like honestly, I would say counter spell. Counter spell honestly is a if blue. You're, if, staple. if you're run, if you're running a blue deck. There's no reason not to have Counterspell. Yes. Right? Like, period. Yep. Full stop. It's only, like, one of the best cards in the game. I know. And it's incredibly cheap. Correct. Because yeah. they print it. So but that's, anyways, but that's yes. the insane thing about this. This is already $2, and this just came out earlier this year. Yeah. And it's used to be, like, 30 cents. <laughs> <laughs> Which is hilarious, because I think... I think I you playing, have, like, six of these yeah. in that binder your house. <laughs> uh, no, good card. What do you I think? Yeah. Don't, don't really have I mean, much to yeah. say. It, it helps you, once again, you're in these restrictive colors right uh being able to get rid of any permanent it's kind of like the reason a lot of people say you should always run strip mine in a deck because there could be a gaia's cradle right or a yeah, yeah. glacial chasm sure this can also take care of but that. it's also like when, the more i think about it is like this really should have been i know they probably couldn't do this but white doesn't really need any help dealing with permanents and that's the reason they did it in white is because everyone complained about beast within breaking the color pie because white is the one supposed to do this right yeah so so they did this in red which would have been amazing this card would be ten dollars if it was a red card it'd be ten dollars if it was a black card enchantments oh yeah oh fact yeah yeah Yeah, like what are we talking about (laughs) (laughs) so i'm guessing you didn't have that one i did not uh so my next one is a very, very could pseudo could be the commander. Uh, we're talking Tesa Orzov Sion. Yeah. So. Wait a minute. Oh no, I got the other one. 
Uh, this is a colorless Orzov, white yes. black. Yes, yes, yes. Legendary creature, human advisor, 2-3. And she has two different, she has an activated ability and a triggered ability. So her activated ability is sacrifice three white creatures, remove target creature from the game. Basically, sacrifice yep. three white things, exile creature. Yep. And Big Tuck, just to clarify, this doesn't double with uh, Taysa Claw. <laughs> yes, I know, thank you. <laughs> we could argue about it again. Just <laughs> suck at Big Tuck in the episode. <laughs> Getting hounded on all sides here. Uh, and then her triggered ability is whenever another black creature you control is put into a graveyard from play, put a 1-1 one, one white spirit creature token flying into play. So I look at this as two things. One, you're trying to sacrifice a lot of yep. your stuff to create lots of value, get blood artist triggers, things yeah, like yeah, yeah. that. When the black creatures die, they then go to the graveyard and create your white spirits, and then you sack your white spirits to exile other creatures, mm -hmm. but then you're probably trying to get your black stuff back, and then it's just this nice little yeah. value train. There's some there's some rigmarole in here with this and another card we'll talk later that I think is like an infinite combo I have no, it's, it, this used to be like a, some fringe modern or commander deck. I have no idea oh. how it works, but cause I don't know how these things work in general. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and I'm not talking about a commander. Um, this card is really great. It's three bucks, um, and a little bit of history for you. So Tesa started as a scion and then that guy behind her, I'm pretty sure was her uncle or something. And I think that might be Karlov. The two, the black white life gain commander guy. Okay. I think that might be him when he was alive. Huh. And then she transforms into my pick. Okay. Which is Tesa Envoy of Ghosts when she like upgrades herself into the same thing. But, oh. So anyway, um, we can kind of get, we can kind of bury that because I don't know, <laughs> I clearly don't know the history that well. Uh, second fourth, <laughs> yeah, second fourth. But like, I agree. I think, I think she is a decent backup commander. I think yeah. she does a good, a good enough impression of it. Um, and, and she could be one to where if you sat down at the table and you're with a bunch of noobs that just have pre-cons and you want to play this, you could just easily swap, swap it out. Yeah. And then the, your deck significantly dropped in power correct. level, but it's still playable. It's still playable. Yeah. It. Well, and I also like how it's a black creature, not a black non-token creature yep. too right so that does a lot of work this card used to be super expensive too like huh. eight nine bucks and then they reprinted it in those guild kits oh, with the fancy okay. artwork which somehow i didn't get i think um i'd have to double check i don't remember which artwork i got but yes oh wait no i got the old one because i got this from the duff man uh but moving right along into my pick as well so like i said i'm going to talk about the other tesa okay. uh tesa envoy of ghosts also a great commander, except for the fact seven mana. <laughs> seven mana. She's on my cutting block. Is she okay? Yeah. I I have like six copies of these, <laughs> and it's always one of those cards. that's like it's so weird, right? So five colorless, a white and a black for a four four vigilance. Uh, well, human advisor. So here we go. Uh, what's that advisor deck? Simic one that you have? Oh, uh, persistent partitioners. Some people build. Some people build. Uh, what is it? That have to be like a five color. No, no, they though. do. They do black, white, uh, blue. Okay, and do advisors with Urtai as really? leader. <laughs> yeah, dead serious. Because that's where you can pull these ones in. But anyways, vigilance protection from creatures. Fine. She can swing in. She can block. Doesn't matter. What matters is whenever a creature deals combat damage to you, destroy that creature. Put a one-one white and black spirit creature token flying onto the battlefield. Now, to your point. She seven is prohibitively expensive. <laughs> like we talk about seven mana plus cards should put you a country mile ahead nice. of your opponents. Ooh, he's adopted it. I like it. Uh, but she doesn't. She's just a good I, card. I will say, so 
she's always been on it's one of those things where it goes back and forth with her right like i have her in another deck i have her in another deck yeah. blah, 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 blah. i have like a spare one um i did see uh who's that legacy player that came that one time to the chiefs thing Oh, Tyler. Tyler, yeah. So he got to play my Marchesa deck, and he got to animate Deadness on, like, turn three. And I was like, well, <laughs> this is over. <laughs> so, like, honestly, I think if this costs five, and you took away the Vigilance or Protection from Creatures, way more playable. I, I agree, yeah, yeah. Because she, I don't I don't care about the Vigilance. You don't play I, no, this card yeah, you don't. for right. Vigilance or Protection from Creatures. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> well, and again, like, if you look at it, like, No Mercy is four mana yep. and does that when a creature deals damage to you, destroy it. Yep. And that card's, like, 20 bucks. Yep. Right? So the fact that this is a 96 cool... 96 cents. Yeah, 96 cents. Um, I could see it being cut, and I'd be okay with that. Um, I do like it because it does complete the Tesa trifecta, if you will, Ooh. which I do kind of like. Um, also, that would be a sweet rock band, the Taste of Trifecta, um, coming to coming to the Truman. We should make it a four piece. But yes, it is. That's the only thing that sucks with it. It's just so expensive, yeah. right? And it's like you play this, you're like, <laughs> suck that, nerds. Swords of Blaster, <laughs> murder, yeah, yeah, mur yeah anything. Like, <laughs> How about I bounce it to your hand? Right. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm gonna play into the royal, unkicked. I'm going to time walk you. How do you feel? <laughs> So yes, um, just just want to bring it up since we we're talking about it. But anyways, that's that's my second one. Um, no, no, I'm that's sorry, that's my them. third. So well, you my, got one more, right? Yeah, yep. my last one is a card that I also see played in Arena on Standard. Oh. Uh, I think this will be a Orzov Standard moving forward, not Staple because okay. I didn't even put it in my Orzov deck. Um, Kaya's Wrath. Yeah, white, solid. white, black, black sorcery. Destroy all creatures, yep. and you gain life equal to the number of creatures uh, you control that were destroyed this way. Very, very good. Very good. Yes. Um, I think this is something that will probably drop a little bit in price once it rotates out of standard, but then I think it's going to slowly climb back up because yeah. I think commander players are going to buy the heck out of well, it. Well, and, and like, we, there's a lot of arguments around, like, why do you even play Days Undoing when you can play Wrath of God, right? Sure. And I think in these colors, we're not playing four colors, right? I'm generally going to have this mana available yep. in some form or fashion. And again... Wrath of God is six dollars. Yeah. Oh no, we looked it up. It was like ten. I oh think. my gosh, is it really? Yeah. Wow. It's like it's like ten or eleven, but, and then I think Damnation was like twenty. Yeah, Damnation is super expensive. But either way, like so, for either of those cards, you're taking half their casting cost, right? Yep. Of the double white or the double black, and and a deck that almost exclusively produces one or the other. Yep. So yeah, I think it's really great. Um, do, did you say you've seen this in Arena yeah, yeah, for a amount? I see this in Arena because this is this, this this is played in the control uh, deck. This, that, this in like what's it called like time, time wipe or something that the one with the fairy on it where you bounce a creature and then board wipe. Those are like the two premier oh, standard yeah. board yep. wipes, right? That, yep. That's played out there. Yeah, I think it's great. Um, Again, really, it's just it's just a board wipe, and then incidentally, I might gain five, ten yeah. life, maybe. I would be surprised if this ever broke five dollars. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. probably like two or three, right? Yeah. But still, like they're a buck thirty now. I think they'll probably drop to under a dollar when it rotates now, for about a month. Would you would you play this in like a um? Would you play this in any non Orzob deck, three color that sort of stuff? Uh, potentially. The only yeah. one that I can think which which doesn't make sense, but I've seen people build it where they play um, what's that stupid guy, the life gain guy, Oloro. So they play Oloro, but they play <laughs> like they play token tribal kind of or like some sort oh, of weird. That's lame. Yeah, so this would be good in there because you get the life off of that. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't be opposed to running this in my attracts a planeswalker deck mm. or any type of planeswalker tribal 
because you're probably not going to be losing any creatures. Correct. Uh, and it's $1.34. Once again, the argument can be made, why not just do a Wrath of God? But Wrath of God is five times more expensive. Yes, totally so, agree. Now, granted, we're talking a difference of 4 or $5, but still, but, if you're on a budget, well, I mean, that 4 or $5 can potentially get you your soul ring. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but to your point, again, it's like, yeah, okay, it's the same argument, right? It's like, okay, great. So now you're telling me I have to spend $4 on each deck that doesn't have Wrath of God. So yep. I have 10 of those. So that's $40 for one card that's a board wipe yep. that has the same effect printed on cards that are cents on the dollar. Yep. Uh, okay. Exactly. Yeah. So no, it's a, it's a rad one. Um, I wish... I wish either of the Kayas worked in here. I don't think they do. <laughs> the Planeswalkers. Oh, I, I wish that they could because it would be because it'd be nice. But like yeah. the one, the the new one's garbage because it like deals with exile stuff. Yeah, and then the old one is sweet, but I don't care about creatures in this deck. No. So, anyways, no, it's a, it's a rad one. It's a really good one. Cool. Well, that's gonna wrap up the board state and hot profile. Now let's head over to see how Big Tuck's gonna win games with the yeast package. Uh, sir, kick it off. Ironically, I didn't choose any of the cards that actually win me the game. <laughs> so, like, back to the grades. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, so Star Compass. There are. Yeah, yeah. Oh, ironically, I want to talk about armillary sphere. So, for those who are playing the home game, there are like, I guess, all of the effects you can think of, blood arts and such and such, which is pretty much the way that you win the game, right? Because all those trigger twice whenever sure. you have it out. But there's one card that I am excited to finally own a copy of after playing for six years or so <gasps> Bloodgast. Oh. This card is absurdly good. Uh, two black for $10. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I think it used Secret to be like layers? 15 is that a modern thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big. It's a big Oof. one. So I know. I know. Uh, and Mike had one that he wasn't even running an Edgar like an idiot. So uh, it's a. It's a two two. Uh, sorry, Bloodgas is a two black two one vampire spirit spirit, but vampire mostly. So Edgar Norco <laughs> everyone played Edgar Norco. I was like. Oh. <laughs> Feel the drool. Um, two one, which actually doesn't matter. I might as well be in O one. Uh, it can't block, which is funny because I was like, well, at least it can block. Then I reread. I was like, I can't do that either. Um, has haste as long as an opponent has ten or less life. Sure, why? Yeah, yeah, great. But that's what that's why it's good in modern because they can race yeah. it down. I think it's like in played in some Jun decks. Uh, more importantly, it has landfall. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, you may return Bloodcast from your graveyard to, to the, the battlefield. battlefield. Now, granted, <laughs> we are in Orzov. It's not like you're going to be playing multiple lands a turn. I agree. <laughs> but the fact that I can sack this to something, sure. get a bunch of things out of it, play a land, bring it back, sack it to something else, next turn, play another land, or bring it back. that land you played was a Terramorphic Expanse. <laughs> oh, yeah, then do another one. Yes, exactly. Um, it's just... I'm more excited because I only have one copy of this. I got yeah. the secret lair and I slam dunked it into here Did because you even again, use the other few cards. Uh, yeah, I put Golgari Thug. Uh, I didn't. Uh, maybe I didn't use Golgari Thug. Yeah, I, I, didn't I, put, use Golgari I put Life Thug. of the Loam in uh, Maze's End. Sure, need it, need it in there. Like whoa, <laughs> but yeah, blood, blood glass is rad. Um, if you're playing Vampire Tribal, I think it's definitely worth it. Pretty much in any colors. If you're playing Markov, it's super worth it. Yeah. Um, very it, cool design space for, just, for this deck. Totally makes yes. sense. Anything that any creature that you can easily get back to the battlefield, the battlefield. or your hand Agreed. repeatedly, yep, slam dunk. Yeah, because so. you want to be getting, you want to be sacking stuff for value. And I, and I haven't, I haven't seen this yet in the wild, but I was gold fishing and I got to do a bunch of stuff with it. So mm. that was exciting too. But what do you got? What do you got for your first one? So my first one is a card that I run, and I can't even think of what deck to be honest. <laughs> I just know I have it in a deck. I know, I know it's somewhere. Uh, it's in something to where I maybe own a debt or Znell. 
Interesting. Four colorless Orzov, Orzov, Orzov. So you could pay. It's the hybrid probably, mana. Maybe a Loro. No. no. Yeah. I, I can't think. I, I mean, and it honestly may be in Kalia. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it's either Kalia or even though we just, I mean, we, it was like four months ago. It could be in Carador. Oh, actually, Carador no might actually. Yeah, that make makes more sense. sense. Anyways, anyways, <laughs> it's an enchantment, um, and it says at the beginning of your upkeep, put target creature card in a graveyard into play under your control. Seems good. I mean, now granted, seven mana. That's that's my that's my only thing with this. But it's like here's how I look at. Okay, so if we compared this to the Envoy of Ghosts, sure, any creature in any graveyard to the battlefield, who knows what you're going to be getting? Versus Tesa, oh, murder, bounce, Done. exile, sacrifice. Yes. So many That's ways. That's a great to point. And to your and to your point, because it is this is like the premier one of the premier late game cards mm-hmm. in this deck, right? Where it's like you're not gonna play this and be like, okay, great, I'll take that, you know, Land of War Elves that got Correct. bolted turn one. You probably Kaya's Wrath, someone or, else or did some, another. Yeah, you're gonna get you're gonna get like uh Terastodon yep. or like best case scenario, like an Avacyn. Like this is gonna be and then like the thing that's crazy is it's good enough on its own, but the fact that it's every turn, you're getting one and one, one more, one more, one more. Um, and ideally, again, in what we like to refer to as magical Christmas land, <laughs> everyone's al- everyone's already used their enchantment removal on all your other hyper-oppressive enchantments. Yes. It's like, because believe it or not, this deck has a lot of enchantments. I know, it's insane, right? Like, I'm starting to go, I'm, I'm trying to go away from enchantments and into planeswalkers, but the problem is there's no planeswalkers that fit into this deck. Yeah. So, no, it's great. I, I, I've seen this work in my old Orzov deck, and this was right on the board for me to chop, just because it is so expensive. Yeah. But again, to your point, you're not just pulling out, you know, a reassembling skeleton. You're Correct. pulling out some sort you're of pulling out ho- horrible monstrosity. Yeah. And, and even if you're getting, like, I would say worst case scenario, you're getting someone's five CMC four four what, flying yeah, vigilance. Whatever. Yeah. A Sarah Angel grade. If you will. Creature. Sure. Right. Uh, the peak is <laughs> use your imagination. Yeah, right. Now we'll you're not going to get an Eldrazi Titan because they get shuffled, Correct. or like a are... or like a Blightsteel or something like that. Sure. That that's that insane. Yeah, but there are still other amazing Correct. things. Yes, on the high you end, an yeah. Emrakul. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you could get a Sigarda Hosted Herons. There's just so many right. things that this thing. Pl- can do. I mean, even getting a even like even stealing a Polokonos out of your graveyard is worth it. Yeah. Right. Well, no, no, yeah, because it does come in with the. Uh, the plus one plus ones. Ooh, then you start. Oh, I guess you can't fight, but still swing. But but again, like taking out like just just as a thing of like I even if I can't really do anything with it. Yeah, that's cutting you off from using that, right? No, that's fair. So <clears throat> cool. Well, what's I'm your on board. next yeast? So this is one that I think is one of the rigmaroles with the Tesa the Orzov Scion. Okay. So uh, we're talking another. <laughs> Huge six card, six mana cost card, Requiem Angel. So, uh, five, five flying angel, um, for again, five colors and a white. It's a rare. Um, whenever another non spirit creature you control dies, put a one, one, uh, one, one white spirit creature token with flying onto the battlefield. It's not an infinite combo, but there's, there is some, I know it's not, but there's some rigmarole way with this card and Tesa to do some sort of ri- insane. I don't remember how it works. You keep talking about it. I'm okay, actually going to Google go this because so, I am very curious. So six mana is a lot for this, which I, it's, it's true, right? And the fact that it's a five, five flyer is decent, right? So you pay five or I'm sorry. Yeah, it's six. You pay five for a Sarah Angel. It's a four, four flying vigilance with no abilities, which no one does. Um, and then you pay one more for this, which also gives you this back end, right? Mm-hmm. So the thing I like about it again is it's it sucks that it's a um, 
it sucks it's a non-spirit, so it doesn't loop with itself. But again, a lot of these triggers are like when a non-token creature dies. There's one that's recommended in here called Sifter of Sands that I cut because it says a non-token creature. This is any creature that you control that's not a spirit dies. You create this thing. So are you talking about the partners? In no. Okay, cool. So this card makes that deck go, makes those two cards go insane, right? Because you can sacrifice a warrior that's created from, we're talking about Krav and Regna, which we're not going to oh, get yeah. into. But like this card paired with that, um, you know, you sacrifice the bats that come out from one of the skeletons, you sacrifice one of the tokens generated from the Orzov, sure. and go from there um, and keep building out your army. So no, again, I, I like it's, it's, just, it's just expensive, but again, like still, your worst case scenario is you're getting a 5-5 five, five flyer for six, which sure. is fine. But then that ability is again, so good. Getting the double triggers, getting those tokens, mm -hmm. which then have vigilance and lifelink from Tesa. Because this is a dice trigger. Got uh, it. No, so I didn't find anything on a Requiem Angel Infinite Combo. Nothing came up. Seriously? But there is a Taste of Orzhov Sign Infinite Combo. It's a Blasting Station Darkest Hour. So Darkest Hour, all creatures are black. Ah, Blasting that's Station, yes. tap, sack right, a creature, right, right. it deals a damage. And then so since they're always black creatures, yeah, they're yeah, yeah. always getting a 1-1 one, one white black spirit. So There it is. I knew it. I knew it wasn't some sort of insane fever dream, although, like we've talked about, I have no real way to distinguish yeah, it. Yeah, but it has nothing to do with Requiem, Requiem Angel, Angel, which I thought it did. Maybe I made it up. But, but yeah, Requiem Angel's awesome. It's 52 cents. Um, probably one of the premier cards in the deck. When you get there, um, it can definitely end things up. But. Well, I definitely have a premier card for my oh, second yeast. Yeah. Uh, is actually in my arena deck. We're talking Sir Conrad the Grim. Yeah! This card's filthy. Just added. Uh, this card is insane. Like, it's insane. It's insane. Uh, so this is three colorless black, black, legendary creature, human knight, five, four. Whenever another creature dies or a creature card is put into a graveyard from anywhere other than the battlefield or a creature card leaves your graveyard, Sir Conrad deals one damage to each opponent and then you can't pay a colorless black. Each player uh, mills the top card. And they the even have the dignity to make it my five, four for five. Yeah. Like So the way I look at this is you're getting double triggers with Tessa. Right. Uh, if there's a mill player, sorry. And then once you have all your value stuff in the graveyard and someone's like, we got to get rid of that, rest in peace. Right. Juka Bog. Uh, thank you. Yeah. I'll ding you yeah, now for... for I'll ding everyone for 20? Yeah. How's that sound? No, it, like this is a recent addition. This card's 50 cents. Mm -hmm. I mean... 30 cents right now. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it's insane. Like... Yeah. It just blows my mind. Like, the, again, like the only argument people will say is like, well, it doesn't gain your life. And it's like, hey, good news. I don't care. <laughs> but as long as my life total is one and everyone else is zero, that doesn't matter. Yep. And to your point, I already cast proper burial three turns ago. So I'm going to gain life no matter what. Yep. Yeah. Burial. Th th this is burial. a card that I think, honestly, the more I start you, to think about it. Do you it, have this in your Shirai deck? No, just because it's a 5-4 and I can't get it back. Uh. And I don't but, want to. I don't want to. But creatures are leaving your bat, your graveyard too. I know, I know. It's it's tough. Yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, but <laughs> the more so, you know, it's funny. Before Throne of Eldraine came out, me and Big Tuck were on this podcast, trashed it, garbage. This is stupid. Oh, this? No, no, the whole set. Oh, set was yeah, just garbage. Hate it. Why would you even do it? <laughs> The month since? It's probably one of my favorite <laughs> sets in the last year. It's insane. Loco, Sir Conrad, uh, Tobrand. Let's talk about the like all the castle sets. Uh, Witches Passage. Witches Cottage. Like, the commons, Dwarven Mines. Yeah. Uh, crashing Drawbridge. Oh ginger my Brood. <laughs> Hashtag blasted again. Thank, thank God for Ginger Brood. No, uh, no for real though, uh, Squeak, to your point, Crashing Drawbridge is also insane. Absolute <laughs> banger. It's absolutely 
insane. Uh, yeah, I definitely think this podcast is not the one you should listen to if you're trying to figure out if a set's good or not. Our tinfoil hat has a weird inkling. Every single time we're like, this is shit. All these commanders are terrible. And then literally three months later, we're like, we don't know what we're talking about. We don't understand how this game is played, nor do we understand its future implications. No, Thrones, I mean, like, Rankle? All right, great. Rankle's so good. It's insane. Uh, and then you had uh, even uh, the... Uh, um, oh gosh, uh, the Blue Sun Zenith on a creature. Oh yeah, the yeah, other wizard. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> there like, okay. you go. Uh, Emery the Lurker. Oh, and that, that, that thing is insane. <laughs> Big Tuck literally just got real serious, pointed his finger I'm at so, me. I'm so that like, is oh, nuts. Nice. <laughs> but anyways, Sir Conrad, yes. slam dunk in this deck. So good. Uh, I could see this probably doing more work than your Blood Artist, to be honest. I agree with that for sure. So, all right, what is your last so, yeast? This is, I think, the best card in the deck, um, and it's the worst card that could possibly be a commander. <gasps> I think we're doing the same one. Ready? Three, two, one. Alendra the Duskrose. Dusk yeah! Yeah! Yes. yeah! People want to make her a commander so bad. Hey. But it's like Kakusho. You have to put it in the graveyard and hope it's you get too, it back. Right. Every other real commander option <laughs> does what she wants to do better because they don't rely on this rigmarole bouncing her, nonsense yeah. they have to do. So anyways... Two colorless, white, black, legendary creature, vampire knight. Again, hey guys, hey Edgar Markov, yeah. here's a free one. For real. <laughs> $9, woof. It's a 1-1 one, one lifelink, kind of irrelevant. Um, whenever another creature dies, put a 1-1 one, one counter on Alendra, or two 1-1 one, one counters if you will. But Mr. Kama, why don't you go ahead and read that last bit there? <laughs> uh, it says when Alinda dies, create X 1-1 one, one white vampire creature tokens with lifelink, where X is Alinda's power. Huh, I think that's a die trigger, correct? Yeah, correct. Uh, does Saints so... Karlov double that? Uh, I'll um... take two of them. <laughs> Dude, so that one... That... What's, what's the most you've made off of Alinda? I know uh, you've only played the deck three times. But... The one time I got to do it... So one time she came out and I had... It was when we were playing Marketing Ross's Grismold deck, so yep. I had a gazillion things dying to Spawning Pit, which was a sure. card I was going to put on here, but it's like not needed. So I had like six spawns off of that, and then I cast her, sacked all the spawns to Ashnall's Altar, put 12 counters on her, sacked her to Ashnall's Altar. 24? Made, made, no, no, I made more. Wait, no. No. She had, she had six on her. Oh, okay. So you would have made 12. Right. And then I sacked her to Ashland's Altar, paid one, paid Faith's Reward, returned her to the battlefield, sacked all those other vampires, <laughs> and Woo-wee. then I think I made three. God. Something insane like that? that no, that's dirty. Dirty. Yeah, right. Yeah, National's Altar also, by the way, an unfair card. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, yeah. Great card. Auto include in this kind of deck. Auto include in death and taxes. Auto but include in Markov. Don't be. It's like when I see people. Uh, sorry, because I know that there's some people that listen to this cast that run this as their commander. But uh, Avacyn, Angel of Hope, trying to do that as your mono white commander. Uh, it's like Alinda. It just does. There's so many other better Here's, options, and you can still accomplish the same I li- thing. I like to call it a fool's errand. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, Alinda's really good. Um, Nine dollars, and I don't really see. That's probably going to be about as cheap as she's going to get. Yeah, because she's a myth. Uh, she's a mythic, which I think is the first one we've actually talked about. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yep. Um, she's a mythic, and uh, like we talked about with Force Day Two Wong six months ago no one cracked this open so mm. there's not that many there's not that much floating around of her um and she's good in a lot of different decks cool yeah well guys that's gonna wrap up that yeast package now let's head over to spicy stuff the spice uh, we didn't have a lot of options we had four. we did not have a lot of options. uh i hope you didn't do your weird tech thing that you like to do i didn't okay 
so I'm talking about the only decent card out of the four. Uh, Ogre Slumlord. Yeah! Uh, this is three colorless black Only black. decent one? How dare you? Yeah, it's the only decent one. Uh, I run this in my Shirai deck. Correct. And we, and we talked about it on that, yeah. I believe, yes. Uh, whenever another non-token creature dies, which that is the kind of sucky part about his text, because uh, yeah. you do make a lot of tokens. Correct, yeah. But... You get to make a 1-1 one, one black rat creature token onto the battlefield, and then rats you control have death touch. And again, you and get lifelink. And two of them. Yeah. <laughs> And then you're like, hey, I don't have to worry about blocking anymore for the rest of the game. Yeah. Uh, super good. Funny. Uh, um, so I looked up my the people who run the management company on Facebook, right? This was their actual picture. Really? No, it's a joke because he's like a slumlord. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> get him. Actually, I sent this when I moved in the apartment. I sent that picture. I sent this to my dad. I said this picture of this magic card. I was like, I think this is who managed. This is who's managing the property. I think, I think he just sent me back like five quote. It's like five question marks. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Uh, no, but three three. Uh, you know, the only thing that is unfortunate with him is he has five mana. Yeah. And he is only a three three. Correct. So he's a lightning bolt range. Yep, if you if will. You will. Uh, but you know, I and think, I will. I, I think and he's also three fifty. It's because that stupid rat colony secret layer screwed everything up. Well, what is your spice? All right, so this is funny because I almost changed it again. Because you told me that you hated how much you hated Dreadhorde Invasion. Such a bad card. It's so good. So I'm not going to talk about it, but I will say it does work in this deck because I do have all these sacrifice outlets that that thing is always just going to be a 1 1 that I sacrifice for something else. So, including to a new card, which I like quite a bit. Um, just fresh off the presses from the new Theros, we're talking Woe Strider. Oh. Two colors and a black. Um, I'm actually cutting this. Three, two. Are you? Yeah. All right. Um, so mostly, the biggest thing that's important on this is it's a free sack outlet. Another free sack you outlet. You have enough. Do you think so? Okay. You, you honestly do have enough. So it is sacrifice another creature, scry one. So it's a Viseer Seer, right? Copy number two. And then... And then when it enters the battlefield, you get a goat, which I like, actually, quite a bit. Because those new goat tokens are sick. Are they? They're metal, bro. Are they? <laughs> they're crazy. Like, they're, they're, like, running at you, and they have these massive horns. No way, really? And they're, like, beefed up. Yeah. <laughs> they're what you call a beefcake. Shredded. Um, it also has escape, three colorless, and a black XL, four other cards. You turn it from the graveyard to the battlefield. If it escapes, has one-one counter on it. So... I just put this one in because sure. everyone's like, Woe Strider's great in a Taste of Cowlab deck. So I was like, okay, sure. Um, I haven't seen it in action. The things I do like about it, though, is it does have the escape cost. So you if you have no way to get anything else back, you always know that you can get this back sure. at a price. And I do like the fact it has a token, right? And again, well, yeah. you can't swing it with the token, but it's also sacrifice fodder sure. to either it or something else. Yeah, I just don't like it because it ETBs, you make one goat. Right. Taste it doesn't care about ETBs. Facts. Uh, sacrifice another creature that's not a death trigger, so you're not getting multiple sure, yeah. surprise. Um, and, and, then the and the escape I'm actually not fond of, since I mentioned earlier, 30% of your deck is creatures. creatures and you do not yeah. want to be exiling your creatures Fair to point. bring back a Woe Strider. And I, like, and I, again, this is just put in because it was one of those things that's like, hey, free sacrifice outlet, sure. so run it. So I haven't ran it yet. Maybe the case, right? But I just think it's a cool design space. And again, I thought that you, I thought for a second that you might actually talk about Dreadhorde Invasion. <laughs> and uh, I thought wrong, evidently. So Yes, you did. Um, Philidar Sovereign is probably the best card out of here. Yeah. But anyways, we don't need to talk about that. No. All right, that's guys. it. Woe Strider it is. All right, cool. Well, that's going to wrap up that spice package. Now we're going to head over to the bottle capping. And just to remind you, these are going to be big tucks and eyes, uh, cuts and recommendations to the deck that are under $5, under 50 bucks, and a personal recommendation. The only restriction is no mana, only lands. Uh, BT, take us home. Okay, so as mentioned earlier, I'm. Uh, these are just my first passes on it. Um, I'm going to cut Dark Prophecy. Okay. Just because... I do get a little concernicus about milling myself out because 
I could see that happening potentially, right? With well, all these I, don't, I don't think it's dying. milling yourself out. I think it's killing oh, yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah. Facts. <laughs> losing yeah. the life. Losing life is also worse. I, I believe you have less life than you do cards <laughs> in the deck. I don't, I don't know. I don't personally have the research on that, but I think you're right. Um, so I'm actually going to cut it for another new card that just came out, which I think you'll also like. Okay. Erebos, Bleak Hearted. Okay? Okay. So follow my logic here. Three colorless and a black for a five-six indestructible legendary enchantment to creature god. I almost recommended this one. Did you? Okay, yeah. yeah. So as long as your devotion to black is less than five, it's not a creature. Whenever another creature you control dies, you may pay two life if you do draw a card. Yep. And that's I think the reason why I like it more is because it's not a have to. It is more It is more, right? Yep. I agree. But again, like if you're having this cancels out with Blood Arts triggers, one of the other ones, right? Sure. Because you get two life back from that. Um, the thing I like about this, though, is that Dark Prophecy is just an enchantment. Sure. This thing very well could turn into your best beater that you have on the board. That's fair. And it also has a colorless, black, sack another creature. Target creature gets minus two, minus one till end of turn. And in reality, this is probably better than Woe Rider because of that. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's a... It's a beater. It's going to stay on the board. It's got kind of indestructible. We all know how horribly hard these gods are to deal with, right? Um, and it's got a three sack outlet. So, and we didn't even point out that is a death trigger. So you could Correct. actually pay four life, draw, draw two, two cards. Right. Uh, so you know, that, yeah, no, I'm I'm all for this it. Is, that's so. I think that's probably the cut. Um, I know it's going to increase the curve a fraction of a percentage, but. Again, I think it's just better Dark Prophecy, but that's that's what I got for my first one. How about you? All right. So, well, you know it. We're cutting the Dreadhorn Invasion. Uh, colorless So deck it actually works in. Enchantment. <laughs> At the beginning of your upkeep, you lose a life and a mass one. Woo! Uh, and then it says whenever a zombie token you control with power six or greater attacks, it gains life. <laughs> and, then it's, and then it's a blank card. <laughs> so uh, we're going to cut it for a new card as well. And I'm going to be gifting this to you. So I had like 50 of them. <laughs> what do we got here? Why don't you, why don't you read that off? Oh, nice. Yeah, I was wondering about this. Okay, Daxos, Blessed by the Sun. Uh, white, white, two colorless, or I'm sorry, uh, two and star. Daxos is equal to your devotion to white. Whenever another cr a creature you control enters the battlefield or dies, gain a life. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah the, 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 the end of the battlefield is like, okay, cool, you gain like right, the yeah. life, but then when they start dying, you're gaining two, two? Life. Yeah, that's and, really and good. And that's where, you know, in my mind, it was like proper burial. You want to keep it in because like they got lifelink. Right, yeah. This is life. This is life. Your tokens have lifelink. Belladar Sovereign could go from a spice to a yeast. Very true. So yeah, Daxos, Blessed by the Sun. It is, uh, it is I, I think, really I think good. that'll be yeah. a good one. It's not going to change your CMC. Yep. Now, granted, uh, you could... You know, if you really felt like you needed to keep Dreadhorde in there, uh, you could swap it for the next cut I'm going to have because it'll dramatically lower your season. Go right ahead. Uh, well, no, you're 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 the one going next. Oh, I'm just saying. I'm not going to try to steal your. I'm not going to try to steal your cut. No, no. Okay, fine. Go. Um, so <laughs> I was going to say proper burial just because again. Oh yeah. I just don't, like it's just never it's just never worked for me, right? Like I don't know why. I don't know. I, I is it, when I first got it, I was like, this is so great, and then it's literally been like. I either haven't seen it enough or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So who knows? Um, I'm actually going to cut it for this is this is my most boring cut. Decade uh, of Erebos. Yeah, actually. Oh. <laughs> 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 yeah, as a matter of fact, that's the one. Uh, well, what's the Dictate of Erebos do? Uh, I don't even think I need this. I think it's it's a rare, and it's three colorless, black, black, flash. Yep. 
legendary enchantment? I think so. Yeah. And then whenever a creature you control dies, sacrifice another creature. Or each and, other, each opponent sacrifices yeah. a creature. So, I mean, it's like such a, it's so yeah, I, I did kind Wait, of, did you, did you put this in? Is no. this, oh, you just can't. So I did wonder, you didn't have a Butcher of Malakir or a Dictate of Erebos in here. I figured it's just or a great pact. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't. Um, I think but Butcher, they are, just makes sense. But I think, and like, I would rather pay the money for this than a Butcher of Malakir because a Butcher of Malakir is seven, I think, and mm -hmm. it's a creature, so paying 10 for this that I know I'm going to use it in deck after deck after deck. Sure. Um, I think it goes in here. I'm not sure where to cut it, right? If you cut proper burial, your CMC on that, you do lose a CMC off that, but it's super good and I need to get a copy of it whenever I can. <laughs> yep. No, I totally agree. Well, so what do you my, got? Okay. So what's your second one? So yeah, my cut for my under 50 is the Tesa Envoy of Ghosts. So fair, we already went fair, into that, point. and that's where I was saying you could just literally swap, just swap that. this. So yes. that, boom, you lower. I think, five I think that's probably. I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but what I was going to recommend that you put in here is a very cool card from one of your favorite sets, Battle Bond. Hey! Thrilling Encore. Oh, yeah. Four colorless yeah, yeah. black instant. This card. Put onto the battlefield packs. under your control. All creature cards and all graveyards that were put there from the battlefield this turn. And so, when, so and, and that's actually why I started to think of Dictate of Erebos because you're sacking your stuff for your yep. value. Everyone else has to sack all their stuff. Cast this question mark. Well, I get everyone's stuff and, now. And coincidentally, what's funny is a lot of people play this to bring their own creatures back. But in this deck, it's like the opposite. Like mm -hmm. I'm only caring about other people's creatures because mine's just a bunch of like one one tokens that yep. are meaningless, right? That aren't even that or aren't you even can't terrible. even get tokens back. Correct. Um, I do the thing I do like about this is um, you can see that little goblin dude on the on the right. right. So that's the same goblin and last one standing. Oh really? Yeah, with this because you can tell from oh, the sword. Yeah, funny. yeah. Also two eighty. It's, a, it's really good yeah. and it's a rare and everyone loves battle ball and yeah this card's awesome um i don't really have that much graveyard recursion even for my good stuff but even doing this for like paying five for a glen alondra or um an El uh the dusk rose whatever alondra yeah getting her back for five sure i'll pay that all day so yeah i think this is just like a another copy of faith right. reward but now you get the option of getting your opponent of, of stuff Whoops, sorry <laughs> to get your opponent's Ooh. stuff. Yes, it's a couple dollars, but yeah. if you actually do get your Dictate of Erebos in here, you yeah, just then, made then that it gets from just insane. being a redundant one to, uh, I'm going to wipe everyone's board, yep. and yes, I got rid of a bunch of tokens. I maybe drained everyone for 15 life, but now I'm going to get all of your stuff Yeah, back. totally agree. So. That No, that card's awesome. That's, that's a great one to think about. Cool. Well, what is your personal recommendation? Okay, so you're going to like this one because this is one of your favorite cards. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to cut Karen Feeder. Okay, what's Karen Feeder do? So Karen Feeder is a one black creature. Um, it's a one-one zombie that also can't block, similar to Blood Gas. And then oh, none of that matters. Literally all it is sacrifice is sacrifice a creature, a creature put a one-one counter on Th Karen Feeder. See, that's Feeder. why I'm surprised you'd get rid of him, because he is a sack outlet. Agreed, but I think we can do better, right? Because oh. in reality, that he doesn't like this doesn't help me draw cards. Sure. He just gets bigger, and then what am I gonna do? Swing in with a five-five. Add in Shirai. <laughs> you have this in Shirai? No, I was asking, are you gonna add in Shirai? Oh like, no, sarcastically. No, no, no. But I'm gonna add in one of the cards that makes that deck really good. Uh, we're talking our boy Yagmoth Ran Physician. Yeah. yeah. yeah I thought, I thought so. Two colors, black, black. Um, legendary creature, human cleric. Honestly, I even forgot this text was. He's a two four. Honestly, I forgot he had this text. Black, black, discard a card, proliferate. It's yep. like, oh. Cool. I guess if someone's playing infect, I'm like, here you go. Um, more importantly, uh, most importantly, is protection from humans. So that's really relevant. Uh, pay a life, sack a creature, put a one one counter on up to one target creature, and draw a card. Again, free sac free sacrifice outlet. Yep. If you have one of the five ways that I can get life back, a proper burial, if you sure. will, um, or the like, or this guy. Is or you can just be uh, like me and kill yourself with your like <laughs> I, I will, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> um, uh, this card's amazing. Like, yeah. it's it's so good. 
I think this is black standard. Sta- standard. I can't it's probably say staple. yeah, because there's some black decks that don't care about it. But yeah. I mean, he works as a commander. He works in this deck. He works in Marchesa. Like literally any deck that cares about sacrificing creature for the values. Yeah, he's so good in. And for Vorthos people, it's only card of them. And uh, that feeds into all of that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And also to, to squeeze point, a uh, suck it. But yes, uh, also the only thing I don't like about him is he's $16. And that's never going to drop. No. No, that's going to be going up. Uh, <laughs> but that was my last cut. And I thought okay. you were going to kick out of it. Cool. I, the thing I don't, the, the only thing I don't like about that is it's going from a one to a four. Yeah. But even then it's like, he's totally worth the, man, the mana put in. Absolutely. Him. So I think it's funny that today you went on the little more expensive side and I went on the crazy cheap side. Whoa, all so right. Cutting Woe Strider. Okay, fair enough. For a better card, because I think the way that you lose in this deck is people bash in your face. Facts. Um, and once they see your rigmaroles, they want to bash you more. Very true. <laughs> so we're going to cut that for a 59 cent uncommon. What? Martyr's Cause. Oh. Two colorless right. white enchantment. Sacrifice a creature. Yeah. Prevent all damage to a creature or player from one source. Oh. And I think the source is real key there because if someone's going to try to expel you out because mm-hmm. maybe you have too many creatures, well, I'll just get rid of one thing. That source right. now can't, can't do, do it. it. I'm good. Oh, Voltron Commander? No, I don't think so. Yeah. Like, it sucks that it's still a t- target. Wait, no. From one source. Now, gr- ooh, you know what we should do? Let's go The next time gatherer. a source. No, oh, dude. No. The next time a source of your choice would deal damage to any target this turn, prevent that damage. Holy shit. This gets around hexproof. Because it's a are choice. You, are, you, are you reading Oracle Test? Yes. Sa- the, the updated Oracle Test is sacrifice a creature. The next time a source of your choice would deal damage to any target this turn, prevent that damage. Wow. At Card Kingdom, that for 59 cents right now. I, I think this 59 cents? At Card Kingdom. Oh. Yeah. What? And, and I think so like this is 30? probably too old for level one to probably have. They usually mm, have more yeah. standard yeah, modern. Yeah, because they're newer. Stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. No, I mean, great. Yeah, This card is, I think I have this in uh, Rianne. Or I was thinking about putting it in Rianne. Because mm. again, free sacrifice outlet sure. for her. I think I put in Fanatical Devotion, which this is better than, I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What a pull. But yeah, so that's why I was saying cut the uh, the woe. This is way better than Woe Strider, for sure. Yeah. Without right. a doubt. So well, I'm on board. Well, that's going to wrap up the bottle capping, guys. Yep. And thanks for making it until the end. And as promised, here's some details about our giveaway from our sponsor, Level 1 Game Shop. So the first preview, not saying who the commander's going to be, two cards that you'll be ginting. Ginting? Ginting. <laughs> ginting. A new word. Ginting. Uh, you're going to be getting a tainted... Remedy. Ooh, okay. So, Tainted Remedy, if you're not familiar, is two colorless black enchantment. If an opponent would gain life, oh. that player loses that much life Hell instead. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that'll be one card. Just Liliana killing her brother. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? Yes. Oh, God, that's hilarious. The second card will be a Revenge of the Ravens. So, whenever a creature an opponent controls attacks you or a planeswalker you control, they lose a life and you gain a life? I'm trying to do that from memory. Yeah. So whenever a creature attacks you or a planeswalker you control, that creature's controller loses life and you gain one life. Wow. Yeah. So those will be two of the cards. Oh, that, that card's be, awesome. Uh, yeah, it's played in standard. Oh, we're gonna hey. have to commission like a The Raven. Do you remember that movie from the nineties? Oh yeah. Like I a, know of it. I've never seen it. Well, you know what oh, happened, right? It's got like it looks well, like yeah, a WWF wrestler. Yeah, it set? was Bruce Lee's son yeah. and he got shot in the spine from a guy who uh is a B-list actor. And apparently they're trying to remake the movie. Yeah, because really? that's a good idea. They've been trying to... They, there's like four sequels to that. And one of them has the guy from Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines of the Crow. 
Yeah. The John Connor, yeah, they're all awful. But yes. <laughs> but yes, Revenge of the Ravens is great. Yeah, it's really uh, cool. I see it played in standard a lot on Arena. Um, but yeah, so those will be cool. two of the cards. Hell yeah. A uh, couple enchantments, couple little taxi boys. Love we'll, it. Uh, sure. You know, have to a see. Preview, Tune in next a, week. A preview of things to come, some would more, say. More cards. Yeah. Uh, to enter, though, it's extremely simple. You just got to help promote the content that we produce. Uh, you get an entry for every a- interaction you do with us on social media. We will also announce the winner on MTG Action 4 News April 7th and social media soon after. And yes, I know what you think. We're going to be doing a giveaway each month. It could be a sweet little starter kit like this. It could be a sweet card. It really depends on what Level 1 um, and the CMD Tower crew kind of figure out. And also, yes, we do announce it on social media, but please actually reach out to us because we've had people that have won and then they we never hear from them. Uh, so and we are going to, you know, instead of trying to hunt you down to give you free stuff, we're just going to give it to the next person. So uh, You will take this. You will take our stuff. Uh, but you know what? It'd be awesome if you could leave us some feedback on your podcast platform. If you enjoyed it, leave that five-star review yeah, uh, because it. that helps people find us as well. Um, if you'd like to reach out to us and also find more ways that you can enter into the contest, here's how you can do that. You can reach me at Mr. Common number five on Twitter. I'll spell that except for that five. Uh, you can reach Big Tuck where? Uh, I still on Twitter, much to my chagrin, uh, at Big Tuck tweeting on the tweets. Or active. You, you can email me active. at Big Tuck at commandtower.com. Yeah, you can actually email any of us with basically our names at cmdtower.com, but no one really uses email anymore. I know, which is weird. Dude. Email is really efficient. I went on a five-minute tangent with one of my coworkers about how email is the worst. Because, like, it's the... And then you got an email what? that you really needed, and you're like, oh, thank God this email came through. <laughs> no, I was like, if they're... So, they're, we all are reliant on a on a way to communicate that is surpassed by a telephone call. <laughs> so stupid. But, but I hate telephone calls. Yeah, but I'd rather call someone than get an email exchange for uh, 20 hours. not. <laughs> Uh, uh, you can also reach our main account at CMD Tower on Twitter as well. We have a website, cmdtower.com. Basically, type in cathartic Moldrotha Daxos Tower. Very uh, good. There we go. Uh, anywhere, and you'll probably find our content. Yep. Or probably not. Sure. Uh, <laughs> if you want to engage our awesome production team for your own projects, how would they do that, Squee? Oh, uh, you can find me on Facebook or Instagram at Rich Chaos Records. You can find me. At Deer Squee on Twitter. You can get at me, as we mentioned earlier, at Deer Squee at CMD Tower. Uh, whatever you got to say, I'll be around. Cool. He does music, podcasts, has a full studio if you're in the KC metro area, or you can send your files over the series of tubes. It, as it, mentioned, it the does, aforementioned series of tubes. It does work once you connect the tubes, yeah. Uh, if you want to support the show as well as hook up our sponsor with the orders you're already doing, head over to level1gameshop.com. And when you place an order in the order notes, just type in CMD Tower so they know that you came from the collective. Yeah. Uh, outside of their own storefront, they do also have a crazy cool TCG store with over a 99% accuracy rating and very competitive pricing, and they do offer free shipping. Uh, they also have a sweet CMD Tower exclusive playmat and sleeves there, as well as everything else you need from an MTG and game perspective. Yeah, it's really it's a really great shop. Another way you can help support us is to head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash CMD Tower. We have uh, several different reward tiers. Uh, we talked about the Discord. You know, our top tier, you actually get a signed playmat and set of sleeves and our custom card and our stickers mm-hmm. uh, and a little bit of our blood. Uh, it's, just, it's just the whole kit and caboodle. But wait, uh, there's more. But wait, there's more. The whole forensic kit. <laughs> um, and, you know, we do have stretch goals where if we get 100 total patrons, uh, we're going to actually every three months actually have someone guest star on Bruising oh, Bills. Sweet. So please oh, yeah. get out there. I think we're at like 10. 
So 10% to the we're, way. We're, we're on the way. Yeah, one-tenth the way there. Uh, and, of course, thank you again to Pink Royal for the music provided in the episode. RIP, then, as always. Yeah, RIP. And then we do always want to mention that each month, it'll be the third Saturday, we're going to be doing yep. a CMD Tower Takeover at Level 1 Game Shop, which we're going to be heading to here shortly. Yep. Uh, Joe's from 6 to 10 p.m. Come jam some games. Jam, thank, thank you, you very much. Nope. Jam nope, some wrong. games. Yeah, uh, you correct. can come jam with us. Hashtag jam life. Uh, you can just come uh, jam some games. Big tuck can suck it. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, that it's, a, it's yeah. a lot of fun. Uh, you know, definitely come out, hang out. It's free. So yep. uh, why don't you go ahead and do that? Uh, but other than that, Big Tuck, we're going to close the Let's podcast close with Tasa Karlov. Insert doesn't have a name yet. <laughs> dot deck. I'm, uh, not quite, I'm not quite at your level of, of deck naming yet for the most part. Um, no, I, I think those are some solid. I think it's a really solid deck for the price. I mean, this is a deck that you can really probably build for 100 bucks. Oh, yeah, Literally, as we ended the podcast, <laughs> tapped out, went Perfect. under maintenance. Um, I think Tesla, I think Tesla is probably one of the stronger Orzov commanders. I think it's, she's one of the most fun to build around. So um, I really enjoyed playing this, and, and thanks for walking through with it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, uh, I'm excited to see uh, someone actually use one of those Daxos foil <laughs> alternate art. arts that I got so many of. Um, but you know, I, I definitely think that. The deck is cruising, and I yep. think, like you said, it'll be like once you're ready to start putting in the twenty dollars here, the thirty bucks here. It's just going to take it from probably a very good deck to, to a like an very excellent, yeah. excellent deck. I agree. Hopefully, I'll get to see it again here soon. Done. Well, that's going to wrap it up, guys. Peace out. See ya.